I'm Larissa, and I want to help you find the best strategy for communicating the magic and wonder of your jewelry brand so you can thrive by doing what you love and filling the world with beauty and creativity. Welcome to the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Podcast. Hi, I'm your host, Larissa Worstiak. On this podcast, I explore topics in digital marketing for jewelry designers and retailers, including branding, content, email, events, social media, and more. This is episode 76, and today I'm going to be doing part three of a three-part series where I'm answering questions that jewelry entrepreneurs ask about marketing and doing business in the time of coronavirus. If you'd still like to submit a question for a potential part four, you can always email me larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, at joyjoya.com, and I'll do my best to answer it. I also wanna let you know I just started a private Facebook group called the Joy Joya Jewelry Marketing Community, and I invite you to join it. In this group, jewelry entrepreneurs share their marketing wins and also help each other brainstorm solutions to marketing challenges. I'll be moderating the conversation and also offering my advice and insights. The group is free to join. Simply visit facebook.com slash groups slash jewelry marketing community to request access. Again, that's facebook.com slash groups slash jewelry marketing community. And I look forward to seeing you there. And finally, to better support you, I'm temporarily shifting my free 30-minute consultation calls to be more like strategy calls because I really want to support you and be a valuable resource during this time. I'm also spending way too many hours cooped up in my home office, so I selfishly need some human interaction. For the foreseeable future, you can book a call with me by visiting my website, joyjoya.com, and using the appointment scheduler in the bottom right corner of the homepage. During the call, I'll give you actionable tips and advice that you can use for free without any obligation. Before we get to the featured topic of the day, I want to share some marketing-related news and insights that caught my attention this week. First, I was really interested to read an article in CMS Wire about live streaming e-commerce, which is supposedly the next big e-commerce trend. One report from iMedia found that the live shopping trend surpassed $61 billion in transactions during 2019 and is expected to reach more than double that this year. With more jewelry designers and independent jewelry brands doing things like virtual trunk shows with social social distancing, I truly believe that live streaming e-commerce may become the new norm. Have you experimented with any live streaming sales events? I'd love to know about your experience. Also, if you've been thinking about moving forward with video marketing but haven't had a chance to do so, then you may wanna try YouTube's new Video Builder, which is a free tool that helps businesses create short promo videos. You simply choose a layout and then you create a six second or 15 second video. You don't even need any actual video footage since the tool allows you to animate static assets like photos. It won't let you do anything fancy or lengthy, but it's a great way to dip your toe in the water of video marketing. Another article I saw on practical e-commerce explains how persistent promotion, even during an economic crisis, quote, 
tended to precede revenue growth in companies that survived and thrived through a recession, end quote. Of course, any promotion that you do should be done mindfully and tactfully, but it could prove to be a lifesaver for your jewelry business so that you can thrive after the economy recovers. If you want to get the links to the articles I shared in this segment of the podcast, you can sign up for my email newsletter by visiting joyjoya.com signup, and you'll get a digest with the links whenever a new episode drops. Okay, let's get down to answering some questions. One, how can you implement marketing initiatives when you don't really have the budget for them? It's a great question and it's a topic that I I really love talking about. So of course it's nice to have a marketing budget. Ideally, you'd be dedicating about seven to 8% of your gross revenue to marketing and advertising each year, but you may not always have access to those marketing dollars. For example, if you're a brand new jewelry business, then you wouldn't have a marketing budget unless you had support from investors or loans. In addition, when something unprecedented like the coronavirus sweeps the economy, you may be unable to spend any money on marketing. The good news is that you can still implement marketing initiatives with little to no money as long as you're creative, disciplined, and dedicated. Over the past few years, plenty of bootstrapped bootstrapped entrepreneurs have launched and grown their businesses with some very scrappy marketing initiatives. And actually, I highly recommend the book Get Scrappy. It's a book about marketing on a budget or as a startup for some ideas. After some time, as they're able to gain more funding, then they can eventually scale their marketing initiatives. One of my favorite examples of a scrappy entrepreneur is Gary Vaynerchuk, who's the current chairman of VaynerX, a modern day media and communications holding company, and the active CEO of VaynerMedia. Now, Gary did not start out as a media millionaire. After college, Gary returned to his hometown in New Jersey to help his family grow their wine store. First, in an effort to stay connected with customers, he started emailing them weekly discounts and specials and sharing some of his favorite wine recommendations. The cost? Nothing except his time. Next, he actually started to take advantage of the e-commerce boom at the time, and he launched a website called winelibrary.com to get his family store online. In an effort to boost traffic to that website, Gary began publishing a 20-minute daily YouTube show called Wine Library TV. The cost for that? Again, nothing except his time and maybe whatever video tools that he used. His goal with the YouTube show was to educate, inform, and delight his viewers. But of course, he was also indirectly promoting the Wine Library site. Ultimately, he grew his family's wine business from a $3 million business to a $60 million business simply by committing to his content. Be aware that when you're doing a scrappy marketing initiative, what you won't spend in dollars, you definitely will spend in time. I have some ideas for marketing initiatives that you can execute for very little money. First, like Gary did, video marketing. You can start creating regular video content today. 
By using the smartphone you already own and finding some flattering light, you can start creating video content immediately. Your goal should not be to sell your jewelry as if you're like a home shopping network host or something, but it should be to provide value to your customers, whether you're entertaining them, informing them, delighting them, amusing them, whatever. Publish often and publish regularly. Don't let your desire to be perfect hold you back from starting today. Another scrappy marketing initiative you can do is email marketing. Email is one of the best ways to start building lasting and meaningful relationships with your customers, and it can cost absolutely nothing. In fact, MailChimp's free plan includes all the basics you need to start marketing. For no money at all, you can maintain up to 2,000 contacts and send 10,000 emails per month with a daily send limit of 2,000. To start sending emails, you don't even need to hire someone to help you since MailChimp's templates make it easy for you to design your own email campaigns. You simply need to commit to maintaining a consistent email marketing calendar and sending those emails. Next, try social media marketing. I'm sure that many of you listening right now already have an organic social media marketing strategy in place and you're probably posting on Instagram and Facebook without spending much money. However, you can get even more out of your social media marketing efforts by spending more quality time on the platform. Engage with your target customers by browsing hashtags you think your target customers may be using. Like their photos, leave comments on them, be engaging, and likely those people will come back to your profile and check out what you have to offer. When it comes to organic social media marketing, you definitely get back as much as you give. There are no shortcuts and no magic spells. And finally, one of my favorite approaches to scrappy marketing is content marketing. When I say content marketing, I mean blog posts, ebooks, style guides, and more. When you create truly meaningful and impactful content, you'll start gaining your customers' attention since they'll be interested in your voice and excited to hear more from you. Of course, content marketing takes a lot of time and planning, and it's more of a long game marketing strategy. However, it can be evergreen if you choose to make it so, and it can be repurposed in many ways, so it keeps giving back to your brand. Next question. How will the role of direct-to-consumer change? Now that consumers' shopping habits are changing, direct-to-consumer brands will have their time to shine. Many consumers are currently dissatisfied with e-commerce giants like Amazon. In the past, they would visit Amazon to order their everyday household items along with apparel and accessories. However, that's changing. Amazon strives to be the everything store, but the truth is that the coronavirus outbreak, with the coronavirus outbreak, they simply can't keep up with consumer demand. As a result, they haven't been able to fulfill orders in a timely manner, and they've kind of gotten a little bit too big for their britches, if you ask me. So seeking alternatives, consumers are actually turning to the source instead, which are direct consumer brands. In the past, 
small brands relied on their wholesale partners because it was simply too difficult and costly for them to get in front of consumers themselves. However, thanks to the advent of tools like Shopify and the exemplary model set by many e-commerce direct-to-consumer brands, including Warby Parker, Casper, Dollar Shave Club, and Glossier, consumers feel more confident than ever about shopping the underdogs and supporting the small business owners rather than subsidizing the giants. As long as you've done everything you can to refine your branding and optimize your website, then the right customers will find you since they are currently seeking alternatives. You need to be ready to meet them where they are. In addition, you'll wanna focus on providing exceptional customer experience, one they just won't be able to get from an e-commerce giant. Focus on things like packaging, customer service, personalization, follow-up, and community to truly make a splash. And finally, the last question, what are the benefits and drawbacks of shifting to direct to consumer? Well, if you're not currently selling direct to consumer, you may be wondering about the benefits and drawbacks of moving to this model. First, let's talk about the advantages of selling directly to your customers instead of relying on a retailer. Not only do you have more control over your brand story and how it's communicated, but you also have unlimited potential to expand your brand reach and the chance to understand your customers better. A retailer that's representing your brand just doesn't know you as well as you do, and they're not as committed. You don't know how their salespeople are portraying your brand in the store or online. When you sell direct to consumer, you can train your customer service team to your liking. In addition, the sky's definitely the limit with direct to consumer. If you're able to implement solid marketing strategies and scale at a manageable pace, then there's really no stopping you. Finally, since you're working directly with your customers, you have the chance to understand them better. That means you can create more impactful marketing campaigns and new products that resonate with your target customers. Are there any drawbacks to selling direct to consumer or only direct to consumer? Above all, you won't have the support of a retail partner, which may have more money and resources than you do. And first, you'll need to be prepared to really invest in your marketing since you won't have that retailer to support you and expose you to your target market. In addition, you'll also need to be really savvy about data since you'll, need to, since you'll own all your data and will need to know how to make the most of it. And finally, you'll need to figure out how to handle order for fulfillment, which can be a whole challenge in itself. Ideally, you'll wanna develop a diverse business model, selling direct to consumer, but also pursuing other lucrative channels like exclusive partnerships with retailers. I'd love to hear your thoughts and feedback. Again, if you have a question you'd like to submit for possibly a future episode, email me, Larissa, L-A-R-Y-S-S-A, at joyjoya.com. As a reminder, I'm temporarily shifting my free 30-minute consultation calls to strategy calls, and you can visit my homepage, joyjoya.com, to take advantage of that. Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode. For more information about marketing services for your jewelry brand, visit joyjoya.com. 
where you can download our free ebook, Proven Conversion Strategies for E-Commerce Jewelry Retailers.